No, I would let her kill me. I like honestly same. Hey, let's talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Collective Sound. And today I have such a fun guest with me, Taylor Jansen, the beautiful, the wonderful Taylor. Taylor, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Um, I'm so glad that I forced you to do this. Um, <laughs> I've been such a big fan of you for so long, so I'm excited. And we've met, we've met briefly multiple times and hung out, but I feel like I'm right. excited to actually be able to talk about music and things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I make everyone do this when they come on and I would love if you could do like an introduction, like you're in your first class of college, you know, where you give your name, your age, your hometown and a fun fact about you. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am Taylor. I'm 21. Uh, and I, what were the other ones? (laughs) Your hometown and a fun fact about you. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, my hometown is Winnipeg, Canada, uh, and my fun fact is when I was a young young person, I was on a biblical puppet team. Really? I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Wow. How long did you do I'm that? I'll leave it at that. Okay, uh, perfect. Long, longer than I should have. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. We can leave it there. Um, well, for everyone who doesn't know Taylor, Taylor is an incredible musician, songwriter, fangirl, all the above. Um, and I feel like we have to address um, Taylor's re-recordings that came out last week because I know we're both huge fans. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan. How are you Taylor feeling Swift. about it? I honestly didn't expect to like feel as strongly as I did. Mm-hmm. um because like fearless was like the first record of hers that I ever heard yeah and it was like a big proponent in like me learning how to write songs mm-hmm. um and so but for some reason this is not the one that I go back to that yeah, often I get it and so yeah and so like I really didn't expect to like be especially since they were the same I was like I don't know if it's going to be like interesting because mm-hmm. she's making them the same But, like, as soon as I started listening, I started, like, crying. (laughs) Because, like, when Love Story came out, I was like, ah, it's never been my favorite song. I don't really care. Um, But as soon as, like, the opening track started, I started just, like, having this entire moment. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. I feel like yeah, it's such I, a nostalgic album too. Like mm-hmm. I feel the same way. It was my fir- it was my favorite Taylor album growing up, but I feel like now that I'm older, yeah. I like connect so differently to different albums. So I felt the same way. I was like, you know, it's probably not going to be that different. Like the bonus tracks were great, like whatever. And then I started listening and I was like, "Oh my god." Like my life just like flashed before my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also cuz like I know that album subconsciously oh like front to back every 100%. detail yes every ad lib every uh-huh. like everything she does so like when she switches it up the amount of euphoria that oh. just like rushes into my brain I agree is insane it's scary and like what a queen yeah. like I would just literally do anything for her like she just yeah. owns my soul to an extent yeah 
No, I would let her kill me. I like honestly same. Honestly same. <laughs> like she could stomp on me if she wanted to. Just like full yeah. on highest heel she has right on my face. She'd have, she'd have a good reason. Yeah. I would honestly. trust that. <laughs> who would you say? Would you say Taylor was like the first person you like fanned over? Or who would you say was that person for you? I'd say it's Avril Lavigne. Oh, like oh, before even that. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what's your like Avril Lavigne origin story? Um, all of my, almost all of my like original fangirl things were like introduced to me by my mom. Because my mom, like, it's so weird because she's like this Christian mom, but at the same time she would be like bringing home Avril Lavigne CDs. And I'd be like, love it. I just remember I was like six or seven and I was obsessed obsessed with Avril Lavigne I <laughs> wanted to be her I thought that her eyes were naturally like that like they oh, didn't yeah. have eyeliner I didn't know what eyeliner was. I, did. I, was like, I wish my eyes were naturally dark <laughs> just like naturally you look like dead <laughs> that's so funny the like one inch eyeliner yeah wow so, yeah that's and the like the ties with like the vests and mm-hmm. the belts yeah yeah oh my gosh sure. were, were you like a like a fangirl over her like yeah buying all the cds getting the tickets all the merch well I mean I as much as you sick. could at the age yeah. yes <laughs> so like I didn't have any merch or I, I never saw her live like n- yeah. none of that but um I definitely spent every waking moment <laughs> listening to Avril Lavigne Avril. in between like all of my like Christian kid songs oh 100 <laughs> percent do you <laughs> still like, yeah. it'd be like veggie tails <laughs> and then like and like skater boy <laughs> I'm dead wow yeah. what a range I'm really proud of you yeah it really made you who you are today I guess I guess yeah and I guess that's like before yeah you're six you like don't have the internet like any of that I feel like we have become friends and connected and all that stuff because of Paramore were they like one of the first ones you like we're like a fan like internet culture all of that yeah that was the first like internet culture fan thing of mine because it was like Avril and Taylor were like kind of before then yeah um but as a teenager it was like very like all about Paramore (laughs) (laughs) that's so sweet I have a very like I I just I have a very intense love for things but oh, when I was younger sister, it was a I feel little that. More, when I was younger it was a little more unbridled uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um yeah no it I've seen Paramore 10 times dang which, I mean they've never been to Winnipeg <laughs> so oh that's wait that's crazy to think about where's yeah. the farthest you've gone for them went to Florida one time. Okay, great. As you should. Were I you don't a- know why. <laughs> you just said, that's the one show I'm going to go to. <laughs> yeah. Did you do I- Parahoy? I did. I did Parahoy one and I did Parahoy three. Oh my gosh, fun. Okay. So for those who don't yeah. know, for people who aren't Paramore fans, which if you aren't like, you know, educate yourself. Um, but Parahoy is a cruise ship that they do. And so fans can get tickets. They bring other bands and they basically do like a whole cruise and perform and all of that. So how was being on Parahoy? Like number one also. The the first one, I was 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> a child. I went with my dad Cute. and it was, um, I, I did the karaoke thing. Um, Queen. Okay. And, and I, 
and I won that Did you one. really? I did. I was <laughs> How did that feel at OG. 14? Insane. I thought I was a little celebrity, honestly. <laughs> well, because people would come up to me all over the ship and I was like, this is crazy. Wow. Uh, what did you sing? I sang still into you. Okay. Classic. Yeah. And um, it was crazy because I don't just picture your 14 year old self. Mm -hmm. Just picture that and then picture them meeting a musician that you respect a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was that interaction like? There wasn't a whole lot of interaction. It was mainly just me (laughs) singing and being super, super awkward. Um, So that, yeah. I, I try to block it out, honestly. Okay. I mean, I so it's a trauma <laughs> response. Like, I get it. <laughs> people are like, oh, this is a cool experience. You must think about it all the time. I'm like, no, I got to block it out. <laughs> Anything so before the age of 17, I've blocked no. out. Sister, I don't even know if I would give myself 17. Like, it's a good, like, 19 for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was doing it the second time? Did you do it the second time? I didn't do karaoke. Okay. Or I, I did the third parahoy. Right. That's what I meant. Okay. Yes. So how was, how was going on the third pair of compared to the first time? Oh, so different. The third one, I was like an adult and, oh, I, had, great. and I went with my friends and it was yeah. fun. And I, it was, it was a really good time. I enjoyed it a lot. Gosh, that's um, so fun. Cause it was a bit less like fan based and it was just like, yeah. I'm going on a cruise with my friends with my and friends. we're watching these bands. Um, so it was sick. I loved it. That's I will amazing. perish that for a I don't block that one out of my brain. No, no. You hold that one close. How did you find Paramore? Um, my cousin, Cute. my older cousin, was uh, into all of the, like, typical, like, um, like the tooth and nail bands. Yes, 100%. You know, like, the vibe yes. where it's, like, Christian adjacent yeah. rock bands. <laughs> yeah. Like, Switchfoot. And... No, yeah. Or, like, um, like even, like, Me Without You. And, like, oh, yes. Um mm-hmm which to me is kind of one of the only ones that has aged well in my yeah. brain but Makes like sense. even like family force five okay yeah. <laughs> like i watch- forgot they existed yeah like that whole vibe okay you know? great so that's how i found uh paramore because my cousin was into all these different bands and showed me them that's really and sweet i was obsessed and you've been a fan since what how old were you yeah. when you first started listening to them i want to say like 10 or 11 cute okay oh yeah such a long lifetime with them yeah it's been a while (laughs) and like so crazy how that's changed you know over the years and like how much paramore has changed which has been so fun yeah it's it's just crazy how like being a fan of music has changed oh my gosh a hundred percent yeah because do you go ahead no you go ahead (laughs) I was just gonna say like did that like love for Paramore and all of that stuff like translate into other bands and yeah how have you seen being like a fangirl when you were young translate into be like being 21 and being an artist and all of that yeah it's crazy um because I still consider myself like a goober fan Me. of like every band that I love yes but now a lot of those bands like some of those bands are my friends which mm-hmm. is weird or like even bands that I meet like as my friends and then I listen to their music and I'm like oh okay oh. now I'm like a big <laughs> I'm obsessed fan. with you <laughs> yeah like yes. bands even like bands in this in the local Winnipeg scene or like mm-hmm. 
Canadian bands or bands that are my friends, it's like, oh, now I'm a fan. hundred <laughs> um, percent. And yeah, I've, I found that to be very interesting. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I felt, I feel that way too, because I like, can't just be a like passive fan of someone. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to like you and your music, like I'm kind of obsessed with you. I feel like it's just in my veins. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it is funny when you like, you know, meet them or you become friends with people and then you like, you're like, oh, you do music. Then you listen to it. You're like, oh my gosh, wait. Like, even if we weren't friends, I would be obsessed with you. It's such an interesting like dynamic. Yeah, that's the thing. It's crazy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. When did you start like writing and recording your own stuff? Um, well, I started writing very bad songs when I was like nine and I wanted to be Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, and I was so melodramatic and I would just write all of these really <laughs> like just these ridiculous songs. I remember one time I took this is like I've never told anyone. This. Oh my gosh. Wow. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive <But> content. <laughs> one time when I was like eight, um, I was really mad at one of my elementary school friends and I took You're Not Sorry by Taylor Swift (laughs) and I rewrote the lyrics to be about this girl in my class that wouldn't invite me to things. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a whole thing. And like, (laughs) what a, what a perfectly, (laughs) no, I I understand what a perfectly dramatic song to pick. First of all, going with that song. I know. And second of all, yeah, I guess that's just like etched into your brain now. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, as I grew older, I wrote like better songs mm-hmm. that I don't think are were good, anyways. But they just kind of kept getting more and more like actual songs, and um, yeah. And then eventually, I was in high school, and I was about to graduate, and I put out like a like a demo thing of like Cute. stuff that I did on garage band mm-hmm. um and I started playing local shows and then it kind of escalated from there where I found my manager and uh and actually started recording in like real studios and that's I, I feel like I there wasn't a point where I like started songwriting yeah. I feel like it's kind of just always been like in me but 100 it was just really bad at first <laughs> <laughs> you had to get but, there you had to get there yeah yeah I mean if I was good at it at like nine that'd be weird it would be scary <laughs> you have to have the story of like oh I was so bad and I was rewriting Taylor mm-hmm. Swift you know yeah it has to be part of your origin mm-hmm. how was going from it? recording it all on your own like in garage band to then like going into a studio and working with someone else it was really crazy because I did like kind of this weird arc where it was like I recorded it by myself with like my acoustic guitar and my mic and I put my mic between my knees and squatted and that's <laughs> yeah. how I recorded the guitar. It was, that, that's how I did it. That's um, impressive. Yeah and <laughs> I don't know why I did it like that but um and then you know my next my actual first EP mm-hmm. I did with like one of my friends uh in his house and there was like not a whole lot there either and then my second actual EP was in like a real studio mm-hmm. and Dang. it was like a big deal to me I was like this yeah. is crazy it was in Omaha okay it was with Mike middle Mogus. of nowhere 
Okay, cool. Yeah, right. It was with Meg Mobis uh, from Bright Eyes, and I was yeah. like dying the whole time because <laughs> I was so excited, but also I had Chipotle oh, for the first time because we didn't have Chipotle. You don't and- have Chipotle in Canada. In Winnipeg, we don't have it. Okay. <gasps> they, I think they have it in Toronto, but um, I had it for the first time and I could not stop pooping. Makes sense. It's what Chipotle did, does to you. I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I'm like in this studio and like, <laughs> it's so like, everything is so fancy and I'm trying to like bring my emotions into these songs and mm-hmm. I just have to poop the whole and time. oh my gosh so bad but I had such a good time okay good I mean the end product is great (laughs) thanks wow but it's crazy because now in the pandemic the way I've been making music is very similar to how I started where like Mm -hmm. um I've been making music with my friend Roman and we do it like remotely he has like he lives like five minutes from my house I just walk over to his like he has like this shack with a studio in it yeah but on days where I don't go over there he literally sends me a track and I just use my little the same USB mic and I just record my vocals over it and I'm like oh this feels like I'm like 16 exactly recording my demos yeah but it's like real (laughs) is that like nostalgic for you a little yeah it's um it's also really like it's really nice to like sometimes we'll write together and he'll just like make a track and I get to write by myself over it so Mm -hmm. it's like a really nice like both collaborative but also like I still get the joy of writing by myself exactly yeah do you do you co-write with a lot of people or do you find uh I go through phases okay co-writing yeah um my first co-write was um my song what I do Okay. That Slaps. I did not expect. <laughs> I, uh, it like, like I had half the song by myself mm-hmm. and it was like this acoustic, like melodramatic, like, yeah. I suck. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> and then I brought it in and like I, w- I was in a session with two other people and they were like, let's make this a pop song and I was like I don't know if I'm ready for that but we did it and I was like word I like this I guess pop song sometimes hey there you go I love that song like that came out 2019 right Mm -hmm. okay cool that like when that came out for like the first year was out it was like all I listened to oh my god there's just like (laughs) something (laughs) laced in it that I don't know what it is but it's so good Oh my god. You know what's crazy about that song? I um <laughs> I wrote that as like a love song. Oh. But okay. everyone thinks it's a breakup song because I'm just like an Enneagram four that doesn't know how to express happiness. You know so it's like <laughs> You know what's really funny is I'm also an Enneagram four, so I understand yeah. your perspective of it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I when I started writing it, I was like this is a love song. This is the most romantic thing I've ever written. <laughs> and now all of the reviews are like, Taylor Jensen writes about this breakup. And I'm like, that is, I I, said, this, is, this is a love song. Like, okay, <laughs> take it as it? you want to, but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like take these words that sound basically I'm just hating myself and you, you don't take that as a love song? <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> it's not my fault. 
Oh my God. That is so funny. I feel like, I feel like we're very similar and we talked about this, the last time we hung out right before COVID hit, but I feel like we're similar in the way that we just feel things like so intensely, like yeah, just yeah. emotions are always high. Um, yeah. And do you feel like, how do you feel like that affects your songwriting? Um, it helps, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's also, if I'm like too upset that I can't do anything, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> especially in COVID. It's very oh, yeah. difficult sometimes, but um, I do think that it is nice to have like something to fall back on where it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter like what I'm feeling or how absolutely shitty it is. It's like, I can still put it into this like song. And even if it's the worst song ever, at least I did something Yeah, with it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, especially with COVID and like inevitably like, writing by myself again um Mm -hmm. it's been it's been good I've been writing probably my saddest song which is a lot says a lot but (laughs) I've been writing some of my darkest songs lately but I'm simultaneously very obsessed with them so good hey get it out and do you think (laughs) that was like what music was to you before it kind of became your job was like an outlet for you to express your emotions yeah that's the thing it's like I started writing because I like couldn't deal with emotions and um, I grew up like super Christian and Mm -hmm. it like wasn't super encouraged to like do things with your feelings yeah (laughs) and yeah (laughs) and so like using songwriting to do that was was great for me and Mm -hmm. um, especially I think the emotion that has like been the most helped by songwriting is just like the sifting through religious turmoil mm-hmm. and relig- all that stuff because some of my favorite songs are songs that like deal with that topic because when I was younger I'd never heard anyone talk about that yeah and so now I just like write a bunch of songs about that because I feel like I'm always sifting through it mm-hmm. and um so yeah it helps a lot it helps me like figure out how I see the world yeah a hundred percent and like mm -hmm. what a cool way to like be able to document too just like how you processed things and how your opinion about things has changed over the years and stuff like Mm -hmm. that that's incredible it's like yeah it is a little diary yeah except everyone gets to listen to (laughs) (laughs) that's true Uh would you say like when was the moment for you that doing music became like a career or like the moment you were like this is what I want to do for a job well I've always like I've never considered doing anything else Mm -hmm. in my whole life like as soon as I saw Avril Lavigne yes (laughs) doing her thing and was like oh that's her job Mm -hmm. then I was like yeah that's gonna be my job and yeah like I never considered that I might fail Mm -hmm. until I got older but like I love the confidence (laughs) Yeah, and then I got older and I was like, oh, I have no idea where to even start <laughs> with that. Yeah. But I'd, I'd say the moment where it like really felt like a career was when I signed with Glassnote. Mm-hmm. But before then, it was always something that I was working towards. And so it just felt like, like I signed with Glassnote and then I was like, ah, I can't back out now. <laughs> so I'm contractually locked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was that? Like, what did it feel? How did that feel signing that deal? 
It was so cool. And so I'm signed with Glass Note and then also Arts and Crafts in Canada. Cool. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's such a surreal thing mm-hmm. to have people want to give you money so that you can make songs because 100%. they think that your songs are good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I'm just like, basically... I was given money to just like make people sad and I'm like perfect you said awesome (laughs) perfect job for me yeah perfect that is wild that's so cool and like what a what an awesome moment also like because how old were you when you signed uh I would have been 20 okay cool so yeah wow what a like crazy moment for a 20 year old yeah it was crazy and like I so I met the head of my label for the first time um when I was doing the shouting matches music video which is Mm -hmm. I'm like painted head to toe in gold Mm -hmm. so he like came on set and I just like walked up and I was like head to toe in gold (laughs) you said hey I was like I was like hey and like I felt it was so weird because the paint wouldn't dry so I just felt like wet oh gross and like did you have anything on underneath that or was it just paint like I had like clothes yeah yeah oh you're right now I'm now I'm remembering what it looks like for yeah yeah for one moment I was like oh my gosh was she naked and no no No, you're right there are clothes I'm remembering the video now the clothes are also painted yes exactly wet clothes hanging off of you yes and I had to like walk on like paper so that I wouldn't get everything like gold yeah and I was just talking to this like the head of glass note um who's the nicest person and I was just like hi I don't always look like this <laughs> and then what a, yeah what a good first impression though you know can't forget that one yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny would you say what is your favorite song you've written uh, uh it hasn't come out yet <gasps> oh my gosh I okay have- fun I have some that are, yeah, just like my favorite songs that I have ever written and they just have, are not out yet, but. Wow. Okay, great. Coming. We'll leave the yeah. people hanging. Leave it all hanging. <laughs> I would say, well, like what I do is just like a banger for me. Like that's such a good, like in the car, like good pop, sad, but yeah. also not sad song. <laughs> But another song that I feel like you like took from my like soul and like put it into a song was Devotion. Like what? Interesting. A- I love Devotion. I also love Devotion. And I think Thank you. you're welcome for people who, you know, haven't heard it. First of all, go stream. Second of all, I think the note in it, I mean, you do you want to explain? I, I will let you explain your own song and I don't need to explain it to you, but I have a line I that mean- we could talk about when you're done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wrote that song um, in a session with the same person that I wrote what I do with. Oh, cool. Um, and I had this topic because I had been writing a lot about like the Christian church and mm-hmm. God and existence. And yeah. I was like, man, I have to like find a different topic. Yeah, <laughs> take, um, a, take a chill pill for a minute. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't. But you couldn't. <laughs> so hyper focused on this one topic Mm -hmm. so basically I was like oh I'm gonna write like a song that sounds like a breakup song like from a romantic relationship but it's actually about like my like quote-unquote breakup with like my version of the Christian church oh so interesting okay 
and I was like basically trying to mask it as much as I could with Mm -hmm. like other types of lyrics which I typically don't do but I was like this was a fun little experiment I Um, love it and the production um was something I'd never done before it was just like so cool and it was like in my mind kind of like a Tegan and Sarah sainthood moment for me Mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's the song (laughs) wow well my perception of it was so different but love the (laughs) the real the real like truth behind it but I think just that line of I don't want to have to choose between loving you and knowing me like oh my god what a dagger to the heart and I feel like I mean in the way that you just explained like you know what it really means to you like makes so much sense in that relationship with the church but also in your like facade of inner relationship I feel like that just can be so relatable in so many different like silos Um, yeah and I feel like also for people like you and I as fours on the Enneagram who feel things like so intensely it's just like sometimes so hard to know what is me just like caring so much for other people and then like what is also like what is really me and what am I actually feeling yeah and the thing is is that like I don't think that those should be like I don't think loving someone wholeheartedly and like also forgetting yourself I don't think that those like you don't have to choose between them no you can, yeah. I think you can do them both if you are loving someone that cares about you 100 <laughs> um, percent. yeah and you know like when you like when I was growing up uh in the church it was very um there was a lot of like self-forgetting vibes mm-hmm. that was always the thing was like forgetting yourself and I just always found that not great for no. me um, yeah especially for songwriting like I only write for my own experiences and my own feelings mm-hmm. and um I had to really learn how to pay attention to myself because I wasn't taught how to yeah um and like pay attention to my own emotions and like learn how to sit across from them and listen to them a hundred percent they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and yeah so that's kind of like what where the song comes from Yeah. I love that. And I think that's such like an important lesson too, of just being able to like sit with your feelings and not always be like, here's a feeling that I need to solve or, you know, quote unquote fix or something like that. Like sometimes you just have to sit with them and let them be Mm -hmm. and let them, you know, let your mind and body feel what it feels and then like go from there. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, my, my emotions are almost always trying to tell me something. Mm-hmm. Um, even if what they're trying to tell me is that I need to go see a psychiatrist. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like usually when I, I kind of like to think of my emotions as like my mental, like nervous system where it's like, if you put your hand on a stove, like it hurts because you're supposed to take your hand off the stove. Yeah. So like when I feel like very deep sadness or very deep anger or whatever I just try to like listen to it mm-hmm. and like unpack what it's trying to tell me because it's usually trying to tell me something important that I missed. yeah um even if it's not entirely obvious 100 percent. god and then there's like so much just like growth from there and you yeah. just like get to know yourself so much better which I think is incredible mm-hmm. yeah for and sure probably makes your songwriting just even better um sometimes <laughs> that well, you know happens to all of us um so that was the last song you put out how did like I am so sick of like talking about COVID and 
like 2020, <laughs> I think it's just like the worst thing ever. Um, yeah. so like everyone, like I bet, you know, your year changed so much, but with that behind us, like, what are you, like, how are you moving forward from that? Like what's, you know, things you're taking away from that or things you're excited about or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting, like the way that I thought my life was going to look, Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, most people, most people can say that. Um, but I really had a lot of plans happening and and it was really, uh, really heartbreaking when it kind of all went, went all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and the first, like I released three songs with like it was like what I do I feel darkness and devotion mm-hmm. and they were at that time a part of like a full-length album cool that okay. I had written and I had just finished writing it um literally right before COVID I was mm-hmm. in LA finished writing it and then COVID happened I had to go home Dang. and then everything happened mm-hmm. but um yeah I had this whole album and um we were just gonna like kind of wait to put it out at mm-hmm. first because we didn't know how long the pandemic would last yeah but as time kept passing I was like writing songs that I liked better yeah and so I scrapped like over half of it dang um, and I kind of just started over and mm-hmm. yeah now I'm working on a different project which at some point soon something will happen with it love um, it can't wait <laughs> but but it's so weird because I look back on the album that was supposed to happen and I'm like oh that wasn't great yeah <laughs> I mean it was fine like it was fine it's yeah. just like the songs that I'm writing now are just like so much better and I feel like mm-hmm. I got to skip I somehow got to skip like this awkward stage that yeah. I would have been in if I released it mm-hmm. and the project that I'm working on now is just like so much more cohesive and and a lot of it was written by myself too mm-hmm. um and I found the producers that I love to work with and that I trust and it's just really nice um to kind of have something good come out of such an awful time oh yeah um I think it's really important to try and find a couple of good things 100% I know we without, have to somehow yeah yeah it's crazy because we're gonna like drive ourselves insane uh-huh you know, and, but there's like, you know, hope moving forward. How do you think that being like such a big fan of music has impacted like you being an artist? Yeah. I mean, I think it's been good for me because I'm a fan of so many different types of artists Mm -hmm. and I hear influence from all of them in my music, even when they're not obvious. Mm -hmm. So like, um, like there's the obvious ones, like, Tegan and Sarah are very much in my music or like Paramore is like in my music somehow and Mm -hmm. like Phoebe Bridgers are like just like all those singer songwriters and like Nick Drake and like they're all in there Mm -hmm. um but then there's like I remember I was working with JT Daly yes uh, when I was like in Nashville Mm -hmm. and we were working on this song and he looks at me and he's like do you want to add a me without you moment and I was like hell yeah I do bring it on (laughs) like I've been influenced by me without you probably more than any other band but like very subconsciously and like a more subtle way um whether it's lyrically or even melodically sometimes it just like 
I, it just hits me. Mm -hmm. No, I love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or like, um, I, I just am really grateful that there are so many different bands that I can draw from. And I don't really, even in my own music, I kind of genre hop a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to be able to do that. Yeah. Which must be so fun. It is fun. It's a little like, sometimes I'm a little scattered. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I like drawing influence from all my favorites. So it's always a good time. Good. Do you ever feel, I know this like reflects in a lot of different ways, but do you ever feel that like weird complexity of being like a girl who likes music a lot, but then also like needing to be able to be taken seriously? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like the term fangirl can be so like weirdly interpreted. Yes. Um, like I'm a fan of all of my favorite bands and I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean like I'm hysterical. No, exactly. And even <laughs> like, if you are, maybe that's hysterical. okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I am hysterical, honestly. Yes. <laughs> and like, yeah. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? When girls like things, it's not taken seriously. That's no. always a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so frustrating for people who work in the music industry or are an artist or like any of that. I've seen just a common thread of girls and women feeling like, you know, once they figure out I'm a fan of this band, all of a sudden I'm just put into this box and, yeah, um, you know, aren't taking us as seriously or, you know, I'm just written off as like another girl who likes a really attractive man, like Harry Styles, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that, which I think is so frustrating. Cause like, what would the industry be without fangirls? Yeah. And like, I mean, just like the pressure to like be chill about like how much you like a band yeah. because you're a girl. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing especially when you're an artist and you're like mm-hmm. well I, I'm an artist because I'm a fan of music like exactly I be in this industry if I didn't like music mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah 100% has there been anyone that you've met now that like you met because you're an artist you know like any anyone you were a big fan of that now you've met and it's just been like kind of a surreal moment yeah, actually working with JT Daly was insane yeah. for me. I have been, when I was in high school, I was a huge fan of Paper Root. And, mm-hmm. um, and I've always been a fan of his work. And then he was like on my list of people I wanted to work with for a, a few specific songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think he would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did. And I went to Nashville and I worked with him. And um I'm always kind of weary when I meet people that I look up to. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm scared that they'll hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm also scared that uh, that they're not going to be nice. But he was mm-hmm. literally the nicest person. He was so oh. awesome to work with. And, like, I, he's one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. And the songs that we made were some of my favorite songs that mm-hmm. on my next project. And um that's probably been like a pretty surreal moment for me that's so amazing that would be it oh good I know and like so full circle 
Mm-hmm. And my, my cousin who got me into Paramore also got me into the paper route. And, um, and I would be like texting her and be like, I'm working with JP Daly. <laughs> you said. <laughs> We'd be like at Thanksgiving and I'd be like, hey, guess, hey. guess who I worked with last week? <laughs> I'm dead. That's incredible. Sometimes you have to flex on him. I'm such a dick to my cousin. No, you, <laughs> you have to do it. You have yeah. to do it. That's so amazing. (laughs) My next question was what's next for Taylor, but I feel like you've already kind of answered that. A project that will remain unnamed and you just have to follow Taylor to find out what happens. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. But other than that, I just like hang out with my dog in Winnipeg. But your dog is so dumb cute. He's also just dumb. (laughs) Why? He's such an asshole. (laughs) He, like, I, oh man, when I got him, I had only had experience with, like, retrievers and labs. Okay. Like, that whole vibe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, a new dog breed. Yeah. A border collie blue healer. That's gonna be Sounds fun. great to me. And, like, I had done research. I was like, oh, he's gonna be really smart and, like, kind of energetic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> he, for the first year of his life, I wanted to die. And oh my gosh. He was just the worst. He herds me all the time. Oh, stop. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> he literally the first day I got him, he was already hurting me. And I was like, you are four months old. He said, stop you it. Need to be brought down a bit. <laughs> and he loves to humiliate me in public mm-hmm. whenever I bring him anywhere. Yeah. He he is like the sweetest dog I've ever had. Like he is like my little best friend. I, uh-huh. I do love him. Yeah. I don't just hate him. Yeah. But, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes he makes it a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, he, what's his crazy. name again? Something like very human. His name human. is Lewis. Okay, yes. his Lewis. I love He's, that. He has like ears that are way too big for him. And I love him a lot. I've become one of those people that can only talk about their dogs because that's all I do. I just As hang out should. with my dog. I'm impressed it took you this long to talk about him so yeah I'm impressed with myself as well (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure to put a picture of of Lewis on the Instagram so everyone can see what we're talking about because he is so cute please do provide a good one thank you if he's like if nothing else he is one of he's just objectively objectively very beautiful oh yeah like he is a very beautiful dog and I'm very proud of him (laughs) but he's He's kind of like me. Like, he's like me and a dog. Oh, okay. He's very melodramatic. Okay. All the time. And so loud. (laughs) And just is so much. Yeah, and and that's okay. so overly enthusiastic. He's a fangirl, but like the more stereotypical version of a fangirl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where like, when he sees a person, he like jumps up on them and tries to like kiss their face. Mm Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's trying to bite them and they yeah. freak out. And I'm like, You're like, no. Oh God. <laughs> he, he just loves big. Yeah, he just has a lot of feelings. Oh, sweet thing. Well, he seems like a good match for you, even if he drives you a little crazy. Yeah. He he is a good match for me. I do love him a lot. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, I have a couple rapid fire for you now. Which don't feel Fine. pressure to like answer them quickly because I wrote okay. them and then realized that they're they're not always short answers, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay, number one, what's your favorite song at the moment? Oh my God. I always forget as soon as someone asks me. Oh, 100. I always have to look Whatever it up. music I listen to. Probably uh, 
<laughs> oh my don't, god take your time don't feel pressure okay I <laughs> probably like Mr. Perfectly Fine okay yeah but also I'm really into um uh like the new Julian record so oh, I haven't I listened like to Zip it yet Thai. okay that is my favorite that's probably my favorite song at the moment okay perfect yeah. I have to listen that's like been on my list it's and really I just good. haven't gotten to it yet yeah okay good it's amazing okay number two what's the best concert you've ever been to oh man probably oh I don't know if this counts um because it, it was a festival that's okay but... it can count probably um maggie rogers at shaky knees okay Um, yeah it was insane we were playing that festival and the lineup for that festival was insane there were so many good bands and i was so stoked and i I was like double fisting the like (laughs) rum and coke from the artist bar and i was like in the crowd watching like maggie rogers and like i had never seen her live before Mm -hmm. because the thing about living in winnipeg is no one comes here so like i have a deep appreciation when i do see an artist live Mm -hmm. and so i'm just standing there and i feel like i was just like i was just a little tipsy (laughs) double fisting and like i was just i was like man wow this This is is i feel god (laughs) i i felt the presence of god i feel god And like I was with my drummer who had never listened to Maggie Rogers and he was just like I it was so innocent and beautiful that's really sweet she's so good live she's very good live yeah she's like vocally great she puts like her dancing everything she just like makes you feel it yeah I almost cried but that's because I'm a tipsy crier so (laughs) hey great (laughs) great combination (laughs) oh my gosh okay what is the what is your favorite lyric that you've ever written oh oh it's not out yet oh what about an old I one? guess an old one um suddenly forgetting all of my lyrics <laughs> oh, probably the I don't want to have to choose between loving yeah. you and knowing me I'll probably say that one for now one. wow okay love it and we'll have an updated answer later in time yeah I love it um Okay, last one. If you could collab with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? I feel like Stevie Nicks. Oof. That would be the, the one. Yes. But I'd probably just be crying the whole time. And yeah. I don't know how great that would be for me. <laughs> Could maybe be a great song. <laughs> like, there would be a microphone and I'd just be crying and do yeah. it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Maybe Which some, like, might... tear ASMR or something of, like, teardrops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> could be fun well that's like everything i have for you thank you so much for coming on my podcast like so kind thank of you thank you so much for having me of course this and- was so fun hey justin um how are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Um, I think that you should be on this podcast um, because Isabel kind of looks like Zoe Deschanel if you were to give her bangs. And I think like with the black hair and everything, she kind of looks like Zoe Deschanel. And I think the nostalgia of it would really just like bring a lot of joy to your day. So that that is my reason. <laughs>